Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Love Your City podcast. Joined by Letitia Shelton. Yes, I am. How you? <laughs> you are. Yes, you. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Here we are. You're always joined by yourself, <laughs> I, I Letitia. Um, you, right. Wherever you are, you are too. Uh-huh. Okay. And there you are. Anyway, really excited about um, your interview today with yeah. Wendy Francis. Yes. Um, it is our uh, first. T- I want to say to, to our shame, actually, it's our first interview with a woman that hasn't been by intent. No. Um, but, um, you know, uh, it's great. T- uh, Wendy's doing exceptional work across our, not just our state, but our nation as well, in being a disruptor, mm-hmm. in challenging the status quo, in challenge, challenging the things, uh, particularly at a government level, uh, that aren't right. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that reason, she'd be a pest to many people, but but yep. for the cause of Christ, she's doing a fantastic job. So. Yes. And you're, you're uh, partnering with her at Movement Day this year. We Tell are. Um, look, I think if we're going to see a gospel movement in our city, it's vital that women are released. Yeah. Um, statistically, women are far more engaged in the social issues mm. in our cities just because that's their heart, that's yep. their passion, that's the way God's wired us. Yeah. Um, and so we've got to release them out of mm. just um, church stuff that can busy them up and tie yeah. them down into our cities to be hands and feet. Um, and also, as we talk about with Wendy today, really being a voice. And again, I think women step up to the plate in this because yeah, they, uh, when, when your children are being harmed, mm. the women cry mm. out. So yeah. Um, yeah. we're going to talk to Wendy and um, be inspired. Yeah, absolutely. So looking forward to this interview. So on the phone with me today for Love Your City, I have Wendy Francis, the uh, Queensland Director for Australian Christian Lobby. Hello, Wendy. Hey Tish, how are you going? I'm um, great. Now, Wendy, we're also you're also a good friend of mine, and um, we've had the opportunity to travel and have a bit of fun together. Yep. You're also a crazy Broncos fan. I am a bit of a crazy Broncos yeah. fan. Um, yes, that's right. I do wear I do don the the maroon colour every now and then. Yes, mm. quite often I'm I'm looking at Facebook, and there you are, looking wild and cheering away at the Brisbane Broncos. So. Um, we're hoping that this year they do a lot better. <laughs> Me too. Me year. too. Um, one of the problems with footballers is that they're not um, they're not behaving themselves at the moment, That's... so they're not in my good books. I'm no. afraid. But but yeah, look, I, I love to be able to ha- let my hair down sometimes. I can tell <laughs> yes, you that. You do. Now, Wendy, we're here to talk about uh, Movement Day Australia, which is coming up in May. You and I are doing a elective for women called Disruptive Women. Yep. Um, and I just thought, who else is a disruptor around our nation? And certainly uh, you are in more than one way or the other. Um, but this elective really is about um, encouraging women that there's darkness, there's oppression, there's injustice in our cities. And our role as Christians and the church is actually to disrupt that and to bring in the kingdom of God, uh, which is just that hope and uh, redemption. So that's what we're going to be talking about now. You have been a big disruptor, particularly um, culturally um, in our cities. Just mm. talk about especially, you know, some of the um, darkness culturally that we do find in our towns and cities. Look, you and I know as we get around, there is actually a palpable feeling of darkness in the cities uh, at the moment. I was in Sydney recently in the lead up to the Mardi Gras and the, mm. and the feeling was uh, very dark. Um, but it's not just you and I recognising that. And we're coming from a position of of being people of light, um, mm. being people of Christ. But I, I was really interested the other day, I was looking at, uh, there's an Australian government website uh, that actually monitor 
um, they monitor Australian cities and they monitor livability and sustainability, that sort of thing. They um, list 22 significant city areas in Australia. And one of the things that they, um, they monitor is whether adults feel safe after dark in their local area. Hmm. And um, I was thinking about this when I, you know, I've been thinking about cultural darkness and, and the fact that people don't feel safe after dark. Uh, and for all of the cities in Australia, the highest rate of feeling safe in their local area after dark was actually 60%. Hmm. So in the very best cities, six out of 10 adults feel safe mm. at night and that was the highest rating. But for 10 of the 22 cities, it was actually less than 50%. In some cities, it was around 35%. Mm. Actually, where you and I live, Brisbane and Toowoomba, it was it was 51%. Mm. So half of all people don't feel safe after dark. So yeah. when we're talking about a cultural darkness, I don't think we can escape that people, when walking through our city streets at the moment, they don't feel safe. They feel as if they're living in a darkness. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus said to his followers you're the light of the world and and so when we're talking about darkness not feeling safe um you know light is always disruptive and yeah. and i guess that's what you and i want to be we want to be disruptive because we want to shine light into the dark places but yeah. you know to be to be out there in the public spaces for the light to seen i, I should be seen i think um you know we we use we the old King James talks about don't hide your light under a bushel um, and it's a, and a lampshade, but the church building can be a very effective lampshade. Yeah. Um, we've got to get outside that building so that the people outside who are living in darkness can actually see that light. Yeah. So what are some of the um, cultural issues that you are um, seeking to disrupt, especially through your work with Australian Christian Lobby, what what are maybe one or two of the main key issues and how do we, the church, get involved in that? So one of the things I've been running for a long time is outdoor advertising should be G-rated. Mm. And um, the Australian Christian Lobby run that campaign as an overarching campaign. And what we're really saying is that our public spaces are places where children should feel safe, women should not be objectified, um, and the dignity of every human being should actually be upheld. So we, we're wanting outdoor advertising to actually reflect the dignity of humanity. And the, the reason why human beings have, huma- have dignity is because we are created in the image of God. Yeah. So it comes back to always um, that understanding of God. So that's one of the areas. Um, I've been very involved in the whole overarching um, campaign that there seems to be right around Australia yeah. to um, to change our laws to allow abortion right up to birth Um, so I'm very involved in that and I do want to disrupt that movement because that is a movement of death and that is a movement of darkness Um, we've also been very involved in uh, trying to change laws around prostitution um, because many vulnerable and it's particularly women are involved in prostitution Um, over 80% of um, of uh, women in uh, prostitution are uh, feeling unsafe. Um, yeah. So there's a feeling of, a, of not being feeling safe. And, and tied in with prostitution, I guess you'd have to say, is the whole pornography yeah. industry. And there again, um, the pornography these days is we're talking about not insignificant forms of violence uh, in pornography. Mm-hmm. And again, that is uh, something that is degrading to humanity, uh, both men and women. 
And so I've been fighting back against that, along with you, Tish, and many others who are doing the same thing. But, but we really want to see, we want to see the light of the church shining into those very dark spaces. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's inspiring to listen to you. I think the danger can be is we just uh, sit back and think, oh, Wendy's doing a great job, and she's out there on the forefront. I mean, it's vital that the churches um, get behind you on these issues. Quite often, you might be the one who's um, speaking to media or um, to governments. But how important is it that we um, get behind you on these issues? It's vitally important because um, in politics and in some of these other issues, numbers are what really matters. Yeah. And it's surprising how few numbers actually make a difference. Yeah. So there's been campaigns that have been run to remove uh, advertising, for instance, that is extremely objectifying and degrading to women. And it's been a handful of people that have made a difference. And yeah. we, we, are seeing, we are seeing wins on the board for, for that. And as we... As we um, do that, we are actually restoring dignity to women. And that is what God wants us to do. God yeah. wants us to actually shine the light in these areas. So, um, yeah, it's it's so important. And it's not hard to do, particularly when there are people like you and I who are who are doing things. You can get behind us and really help. It's, it's a huge encouragement, but it also numbers really do matter yeah. um, in this sort of space. That's it. I mean, it was encouraging last year when we were fighting the battle against this abortion law, um, you know, and it was just great to see such numbers come out and protest and there were just significant rallies all over Queensland um, that we were involved in and many people came out. We still lost that. Um, how do you pick yourself up again after losing a, a just, you know, a major battle like that? How do you have the will to keep going? Yeah, you know, I had I punched a few pillows okay. after that, um, and I'm not a crier, so I didn't cry, but I did feel like crying. Mm. But then, you know, what I have to remind myself of is that there is a big war, and we know how that war ends, and some of the battles we're losing. Um, but I want to be somebody who can look back and say, I, I was committed to speaking truth in the public square. Yeah. And that's what God calls us to do. He yeah. calls us to speak truth and he calls us to be faithful. He actually doesn't call us to, to win or be successful. That's his job. Yeah. Um, I do like to win. So, it, it, you know, I'm a bit, <laughs> someone who does really like to win. So I'll do everything I can to actually win these battles. But in the end, it's God who actually oversees the winning. But he does call us to be faithful and he does look around. And if he sees no one speaking truth in the public square, it grieves him. He yeah. tells us that it grieves his heart when he looks around and he sees no one speaking truth in the public square. And the thousands that came out, that's not wasted. We have we have photos that we're using still now, now that uh, federally mm. um, the ALP are calling for yeah federal laws about abortion, we can use those images to show the thousands of people who came out. We can use the petitions. We can still yep. use everything. None of it is wasted. Yep. Um, so it was it was a great fight last year. Yeah, and we take inspiration from history, and this is why it's important to read history and understand what people in the past have done because you think of someone like William Wilberforce, mm. how many years was he fighting to end slavery and um, mm. lost battle after battle um, and then finally broke through um, at the end of his life. And so, you know, again, it's, it's so important that we continue to stand, we persevere, we keep fighting, we keep loving yep. um, because, yeah, you just never know when the tide might turn. So mm. all is not lost um, no. in this. 
No. Um, so this is a lot of what we um, want to talk about at Movement Day. We um, want to get down to practical things and how we can equip women and, of course, men um, in their cities to fight these cultural battles, to um, be at work socially against injustice. Um, just as we end, Wendy, who would be your favourite disruptive woman in the Bible? Okay. Um, there's so many. Uh, it's hard to find a woman in the Bible that's not disruptive, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but perhaps um, perhaps the two midwives we read about in Exodus, yeah. so their names were Shipra and, and Pua, which mm. is, I'm probably not saying them right, but we hear about them at the time when Pharaoh had actually ordered that all Hebrew boys had to be killed when they were born. And I guess just having come out of the the um, abortion legislation um, yeah. argument and going back into another one federally that, that stands out to me. Uh, but these two midwives disobeyed Pharaoh. And mm-hmm. so um, they, I think they committed perhaps one of the very early acts of civil disobedience. Yep. And so when the babies they were meant to kill were still obviously alive and they were asked how that was, they lied and they said the babies were born before they arrived. And <laughs> they actually saved many children's lives. Yes. Um, so they obviously feared God more than men and they were determined to resist uh, what they knew was an evil regime, no yes. matter what the consequences. So that I guess that's what I want to be. I want to be someone who will resist evil um, no matter what the consequences are. When, when, there's a, when there's good and evil, I want to choose the good and I want to encourage others and, and I guess inspire others also to, to choose that good. Yeah. I mean, and that takes a huge amount of courage. And mm. I, I think of those women, I mean, it, you read the story and think, oh, that's nice. But you realise they were standing against a huge political power of the day, Pharaoh. I mean, it wasn't, you know, just... <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Their own was, lives would definitely be in danger by disobeying him. They were on the line, but they stood against it. And um, and I think particularly with where we're coming as a nation more than ever, we need people of courage who are willing to stand um, no matter what the cost is. And this week yep. I've been struck with um, just a simple, I think I came up to, I thought of it in my own head, that it's um, it's easy to complain about culture, but it's costly to change it. Um, yes. You know, and, and I can sit around complaining about what's happening till the cows come home, but realising if I'm going to change it, it's going to cost me something. Yeah. Um, but God's calling for a, a courageous church in this hour um, and that's going to be tested more than ever. So we want to encourage people to get along to Movement Day. Um, you're yes, going to be do. there. Why Why would you want to encourage um, people to come, Wendy? Um, obviously because you and I will be there. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay, so more <laughs> than that, um, I would encourage people to come uh, because – well, we can accomplish so much more mm. on earth when we work together. Mm. Um, in Ephesians, we read that God made us to do good works, but he didn't plan for us to do that work alone. Uh, I think it was it was actually Rick Warren who used the analogy of a snowflake, saying that one snowflake on its own is limited in its effect, but joined together with mm. other snowflakes, um, well, you know how powerful it can be. It can actually bring down a roof. Yeah. Um, so I'm convinced that there are some things we will never be able to change without... Um, the support, the prayers and the encouragement of other believers. Mm. And so nobody has it all together. Nobody has all the talents or gifts. God intends us to, to need each other and to work together. So um, I, I would encourage people to come, be inspired and encouraged, but also challenged. Yeah. Um, and obviously because you and I will be there and they should come and hear <laughs> our elective. Awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we will see you in Sydney. I think we're rooming together, Wendy, so watch out. Um, It's going to be a noisy hotel. (laughs) Yes, that's it. Um, (laughs) But it's a lot of fun. So thank you for your time today and um, I'll see you in a few more weeks. Look forward to it, Tish. Thank you. Bye. Tish, that was obviously a a great conversation between two friends, also co-laborers, fighting a battle together. Mm. Um, what, What was the highlight for you of that conversation? Yeah, I think uh, Wendy brings out the importance of just speaking in, up in our cities, speaking mm. against evil. And again, sometimes we think these things aren't very spiritual because souls aren't getting saved. But God wants a voice of righteousness and mm. justice in the public square. And um, we're to be that conscience. We're part of our role as the church is to bring morality into yeah. our cities. And so um, this is just another avenue of seeing God's kingdom come into yeah. our city, speaking up, being disruptive. Yeah, good so, stuff. So, um, yeah. And uh, you guys are leading a, a stream at Movement Day this mm. year. So um, another reason to come. The list yes. is getting long of the reasons to come to Movement Day Australia. Uh, Letitia and, and Wendy will be co-leading uh, a, a segment, a, a stream, sorry, mm. on uh, being disruptive women. What a great title. Yeah. <laughs> and look, it's it's a great title with huge practicalities yeah, to excellent. it. And what does that look like day by day? And um, both of Brilliant. us are out working that in our own lives mm, with whole mm. teams of women and we're seeing it spread across our nation. And yeah. so um, if you're a leader listening to this, let your women in your city know that there's mm. something uh, for them. They just don't need to come to the women's stream. But yeah. if they're that way inclined and want to be disruptors, there's yeah, lots of them out great. there. Bring them along. I love, I mean, when you get when you look across the scope of the global movement that's happening, City Goss movements around the place, one of the key features that's there time and time again is the, the the women are rising up, you know, and, so, and, in, and in a lot of places actually leading the charge, mm. um, which is brilliant. And so uh, I champion that and uh, I hope you've enjoyed the interview today and get along to Movement Day. Get on the movementday.com.au website, register, get yourself to Sydney, May 8 and 9, and we would love to see you there and meet you. It'll be brilliant. Looking forward to it, Sam. And don't book a room next to Letitia <laughs> and Wendy, apparently. Yeah, party all night. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, have fun. <laughs> <laughs>